to linoleic, how does the linoleic acid change in other populations, not just ours? Can we find populations that ate large, quant relatively large quantities of it, but did not have obesity and diabetes and heart disease epidemics? Because if we do, that's that's a bad sign, you know. As is, do we have clinical trials? We have a whole host of clinical trials, poorly done, uncontrolled. But can we look at those? and see what the levels are in how the, you know, cause I know, I mean, it's just, there's a lot, there's, there's a, we're not smart enough to do this on our own. And one of the, our problems in our, I mean, none of us are, and we don't get enough feedback until after we write our books. <laughs> and then it's like, like I said, then we, then we're committed. Then it takes a brave man. If I say I was wrong about anything, like I could be talking to you and I say, you know, I was wrong about that. And somebody on Twitter is going to say, but Tab's admitted he's already been wrong. Why should we believe him? So it's sort of, it's just. In my book, that's the sign of someone with integrity. And I've, I've admitted made mistakes. I mean, life's a journey. You're always learning, acquiring new information, science advances, and you integrate that into your models. So, uh, and usually it's just a continuous refinement. It's not like a total a uh, disregard for everything you've ever known about sugars and oh yeah actually sugar is pretty healthy for you you could have it in an unlimited amount but that's what we're asking them to do right we're asking mm -hmm. the establishment researchers to completely disregard everything they've ever believed and then you know they can't do it any better than we could we're just i have these conversations with my colleagues so one of uh my newsy colleagues uh is a PhD uh, cognitive uh, uh, behavioral psychologist who's I think did the best science in the nutrition field because he was studying hunger. Um, and I talk about him at the end of good calories, bad calories. I often say to him, but you know, the fact that we're so convinced we're right doesn't mean we're not totally wrong, right? Because the world is full of quacks who think are completely convinced they're right. And my friend says, well, we are right. <laughs> <laughs> and but that doesn't yeah there's this this fundamental principle that that uh richard Feynman, the nobel laureate you know surely you're joking mr Feynman, in his book he says the first principle of science is you must not fool yourself and you're the easiest person a fool and that doesn't change for anyone doing this and we always have to constantly consider the possibility that we've been fooled like i said what well, we have you know the Two of us, we have a lot of uh, uh, clinical evidence that people who take our advice get healthier. The question is, are the people who take our advice and get less healthy, do we not hear from them? You know, which is possible. We might live in selection bias bubbles. So we always have to consider the possibility that, you know, I keep wondering. I mean, a good sign is that we don't hear from them. You know, we're not barraged by emails from people who gave up carbohydrates and, you know, turned green. But, um, but we always have to consider the possibility that we fooled ourselves. It never goes away. And as soon as it does go away, then we have to wonder if we're del really deluded. Just to summarize, uh, I, I, fully endorse the keto approach with a few modifications, you know, my really refinements, which is, you know, I really believe in, and, and uh, clearly admit that most of the evidence at this point 
is based on uh, correlate of epidemiological studies, which seem to be pretty strong. That, that is not a randomized placebo-controlled definitive proof, of course. And I think to, to, to clearly put the nails in the coffin, you need to do that. But it doesn't mean you can't benefit from this knowledge beforehand. I think that's where science and theory would agree makes a mistake. I mean, you some you just don't have a hundred years to figure this thing out. I mean, we only have a limited lifetime. We have to make the best guess and go for it, assuming there's no long-term downsides to it. And I can't see any down, long-term downsides of this. But anyway, well, I want I, I, I want oh, go ahead. You can respond to that. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say again. We we discuss why well, discuss in the the book the need for self experimentation on some point. So everybody, you know, and the, my book really isn't about keto, despite the title. It's about low. It's about carbohydrate restriction. More again, I quote from Briat Savaram because he said it first: more or less rigid abstinence to the carbohydrate-rich foods in the diet. And then you can start to see what other, 